0: Samaritan's Purse has joined relief efforts at the border. We'll have more details ahead. Also, climate change activism is finally picking up steam among Christians. And we take a look at the newly announced Emmy nominations. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant
1: Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hi,
0: everyone. I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All of those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or even an appealing online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and of course, powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial and when you're ready to launch your site use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain all right to tell us about today's stories it's our senior editor tyler huckabee tyler it's tuesday we recorded a relevant podcast today but the content stream is still wide open the floodgates (laughs) are wide open we got three big stories today Uh, but first how are you man
1: I'm doing really good. I, I, it was good to hang out with you on the podcast a little bit, but this is where we get our, this is where we get the real news, the substantive is the news meat. off of our chest. Yeah.
0: This is the meat. We joked around about a fake. Conference for the gene industry called Denim Con on the podcast. That's fluff. This is the meat. Uh, you know, fake to uh, you maybe,
1: but real in our hearts. <laughs>
0: all right, hey, uh, all right. First up on Relevant Daily, I want to talk about Samaritans Purse getting involved in border relief efforts. Mm-hmm. This is kind of, uh, I think, a little bit surprising. Um, you know, tell us what how how Franklin Graham's humanitarian organization is kind of getting involved there.
1: Yeah, it's notable for a few reasons that we'll get into here. Uh, Samaritan's Purse, of course, is a very large, very influential Christian aid organization that's led by Franklin Graham. Uh, they've been involved in numerous relief efforts all over the world, in addition to their very famous Operation Christmas Child program that I'm sure many of our listeners have participated in in the past. But Graham has taken some heat for his support of President Donald Trump's immigration plan, the zero tolerance policies that he's enacted since uh, being elected into office, and um, critics of that policy say that it has exacerbated the situation at the border. So Graham
0: has been supportive of the
1: Trump administration,
0: but now Samaritan's Purse is actually getting involved in relief efforts, right?
1: Yeah, so they're actually partnering with churches and other organizations that are working down in Del Rio, Laredo, and McAllen along the U.S. southern border to deliver aid to detained migrants there. Immigrants who are cleared by U.S. customs are receiving things like food, medical supplies, diapers, and other needed items from Samaritan's Purse, relieving an immigration system that's been stretched well past its limits. Uh, Samaritan's Purse has also come to the aid of a Laredo pastor there who has opened his home to more than 100 migrants every day, pitching in to help supply mattresses, a refrigerator, and temporary shelters to help them beat the heat while they're uh, staying oftentimes on his lawn. Now, Tyler,
0: people who follow Relevant and listen to The Daily may remember that just a few weeks ago, CCM star Nicole Nordman wrote a an op-ed, I believe it was in the Washington Post, mm-hmm. kind of pleading with Franklin Graham to somehow get involved. Is this a direct response to her open letter?
1: Well Graham very adamantly said no he said quote I don't respond to social media critics when he was asked about that and it's worth noting that this is a little bit different than what he was asked to do. Uh, Nordman's open letter was about him petitioning President Trump to change some of the policies that he is enacting uh, and this is obviously more about providing relief for efforts that are already underway for migrants that are, uh, are there along the border. Um, he said people at the border need help and that's what he aims to do. Do. And in the interview, he blamed Congress for what he called a real mess at the border, and expressed gratitude that President Trump was, quote, at least trying to solve these problems. Well, that's one way of reading. the? Situation. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll leave it at that. That's an
0: interesting interpretation by Franklin. Graham, we'll, exactly. You know, at least hey, credit to where you know. Credit to where credit is due with uh, It's a, out it's a
1: very influential stuff. organization. They have tons of resources, and it's definitely uh, very helpful for the people who are down there to have anybody pitching in whatever resources they can to help out. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, next up. So
0: Christians are maybe coming around to climate change. Tell us about this story, Tyler.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. And it's very slow. I don't want to oversell the research that we've got here. But it is sort of interesting to see ways that climate change activism might be making inroads with Christianity. First up, over the last couple of weeks, two Christian groups have come out in support of the New Green Deal. That's that activist climate change legislation, pretty universally considered to be a political long shot, given how extreme some of its legislation proposals are, uh, but now a group called the Young Evangelicals for Social Action say they endorse it. In a post on the group's website, they wrote that quote: "As Christians, we recognize the biblical principles that are embedded in the Green New Deal's many aspirations, including justice, neighbor love, and meaningful protection of the earth." Uh, they also said that the legislation had quote values that Christians and all people of goodwill can and must affirm. Uh, they were joined by a mainline Protestant denomination, the United Church of Christ, which voted to endorse the deal as well, saying it was, quote, what is needed to preserve and restore God's great gift of creation. Now, neither of these groups are are huge in and of themselves, so this doesn't represent a major sea change, but it is notable because Christians have traditionally been, according to research, some of of the least likely groups in America to support climate change legislation.
0: Yeah, you know, that's what makes this particularly newsworthy to me, Tyler's that you know Christians have Long sort of been skeptical Of climate change Why do these groups Seem to be coming around now
1: So you're right that Christians have been uh, uh, very skeptical of climate change in the past. A 2015 Pew Research study found that of all American Christian groups, white evangelicals are the least likely to believe in climate change, with only 25% saying they agree it's a real issue. That's quite a bit less than, say, black Protestants, which come in at about 53%, and Hispanic Catholics at 73%. Um, but when you start to break down these numbers by age, you see a big shift among younger generations. Only 10% of white evangelicals 65 and up believe climate change is a serious problem that needs immediate action. But that number jumps up to 17% of those 44 and under who say otherwise. Um, And what's particularly interesting is a study from the research for the Center for Climate Change Communication, which found that Christians can be persuaded to support legislative action on cutting emissions via different kinds of messaging than the general public can be. Um, For example, the sort of apocalyptic suggestion that mitigating global warming could, quote, prevent destruction of most life on the planet, which sounds very gloom and doom, and it doesn't really persuade Christians. They don't seem very bothered by that, possibly because of certain things theological or end times beliefs but when you uh, frame the battle against climate change around things like providing a better life for children and grandchildren or protecting god's creation they're far more likely to be responsive so certain climate change activist groups are coming around to understanding these types of messaging better and that may represent a new era in the fight against climate change which finds christians to be much more supportive and partnering with these organizations to make a difference
0: yeah what's interesting there too is like it seems like not only does reframing it as sort of like creation care and really protecting something God designed sort of, uh, you know, give it uh, give it some, you know, biblical context, but it also depoliticizes it. Exactly. Like, yeah. like we can all agree that protecting something that God designed and wants us to care for is a good thing. All right. Finally, the Emmy nominations are in. It's hard to believe we're already marching towards award season. Tyler, tell me about some of the notable nominations this year.
1: Yeah, so the Emmys are coming up on September 22nd, and the nominees were announced on Tuesday. Uh, and there are some interesting things that came out of this year's Emmys. All in all, I think a pretty good crop. I mean, it's a good time for TV, so obviously it's a good time for awards as well. Uh, but there were a few snubs, I think, that we could talk about too. But okay. uh, the headlines, uh, HBO said, had a, broke its own record with 137 nominations. Wow. Uh, in 2015, it may have had 127. So, this is a new record that it set for itself. And of those 137 nominations, 32 were for Game of Thrones. Uh, that's a little bit surprising since I think everyone's pretty well aware that there was a, we'll say, a mixed bag of reactions on the, the series finale this year, but uh, it still came out with a, a commanding lead in terms of nominations. Really good list of, of comedies this year that were nominated for Best Comedy on television. You've got Barry, Veep, Fleabag, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, The Good Place Russian Doll, and of course the, uh, <laughs> we'll call Call it the You-Know-What Creek Show. Are, uh, they're all really, really good, and uh, they're, they're totally deserving of those awards. And uh, then you've got uh, those drama shows as well. you got some great uh, drama co- that was nominated. Better Call Saul, Killing Eve, Succession, this is us along with bodyguard game of thrones again and uh that netflix show ozark that i don't think anybody is really watching starring jason bateman but uh, apparently me emmy, emmy voters seem to like it so it's getting a nod as well um any uh any notable omissions that you can t- pick out jesse uh i mean i don't
0: know i mean there's one comedy series that i really like that i don't know if it's really award season but i would like to see it recognized some somewhere is um uh, huge in France, oh, uh, yeah, yeah! Netflix original series, which I thought was very funny. Uh, you know, in terms of drama, I'm just glad to see, you know, I guess now five seasons in, Better Call Saul is still getting the recognition. I feel strong. like it deserves. I feel like, yeah, I honestly feel like the, the turns it took this last season uh, and some of the character development that we saw particularly with the character of mike Ermintrout. I, mm-hmm. I feel like you know it's better than it's ever been and i'm glad to see that show staying getting the recognition it deserves even five seasons in.
1: well that's uh i'm looking forward to covering the the race to get an emmy here i think it's gonna be a really fun we've got a list of all the awards posted over at the site you can go check out the nominations there and uh, we'll have more coverage of that as it gets closer to emmy time
0: Thanks, Tyler. In addition to all the Emmy coverage, be sure to check out everything else that we talked about today. We've got more info, we've got you can read the letter that Nicole Nordeman wrote to Franklin Graham that we referenced earlier. You can read more about these stories and everything else. Remember, it's at relevantmagazine.com. And be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to the other podcasts. The second season of Unedited is getting ready to release. And also, get the print magazine. Issue 100 is out now. It is the most ambitious issue we've ever done. You're going to love it. Trust me. Go get issue 100. And remember, we're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily.